For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Rafino, this is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. I am sorry. Dane Bergeron says, Blake, you are late. Run laps in my best Kurt Taylor voice. It's to the pile. To the pile! Uh, yeah, I was on the Rafino and Joe show, which, by the way, all of you should go over to Rafino and Joe and subscribe to on YouTube. But I was having a ba- debate in reference to our quarterback, Jaden Daniels, and why he deserves to be in the Heisman Trophy discussion. Needless to say, do I believe in the year of our Lord, 2023, that I am doing the Lord's work? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Zach agrees, our pastor. Tyler Townsend says, good evening from the three one eight. Yes, where are you listening to us from tonight? Where are you listening to or where are you listening to the show from tonight? You can put it inside the comments on episode 790. We got a lot to discuss. More Missouri breakdown, more Missouri film. I tell you more after watching the game for the third time before we started gearing off the shows, what we think, what I think. And why maybe there is a little bit of optimism around LSU's defense. We will talk about that. Can LSU go on a little run? You're not out of it in the West. Thing, you were in the same same exact spot you were a year ago. You're at it again this week. Facing a first-year head coach. And last year was Florida with Billy Napier. Now you have Hugh Freeze. A lot of similarities. Can you run the table in this one? We will discuss it. 
We'll get a preview into Auburn. I got to admit, I've watched more Auburn than I care to, I care to say. Offensively, they're not that good. Defensively, I know that your offense is electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. But this is the best defense that you've faced since Florida State. I promise you that. Now, they have some entries. They are banged up where likely you could say that, meh, maybe they're not with some of these injuries. We saw when some guys went down against Georgia, Georgia was able to come back and win. We'll preview them. As we do every Monday, Carter, the power, Bryant joins us at 7.30. We talk to our good friend Carter about Mizzou. We'll preview a little Auburn. I'd love to discuss with our buddy Carter, the power, Bryant. Week six recap. Got to admit, got to admit, impressed by Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Boomer sooner. What is a boomer sooner? Like, I, I've never understood that. And then they shoot those guns with Baker Mayfield on college game day. Damn near giving Lee Corso a heart attack. Come on, Baker, you're better than that. Right? Like, don't give – what if Baker Mayfield would have killed Lee? He was stunned. He sat there and did this the whole time. We'll do a week six, uh, week, a week six recap. Saints dominate once again. Wait, not once again. Oh, wait, that's one under Breeze. Yeah, because the Patriots suck. They're the worst offense in the country and the NFL. We have time. You know what it is. I never get to it. I never get to it. Uh, Mike, Cajun Bingo, 501 Park City in the house. Boogie Nation says, Blake, Jaden is number one on the Heisman rankings. Are people, and people are mad. Yeah, I mean, listen. Listen. Your dude deserves to be up there. I'm not saying he deserves to win it. I'm not saying he deserves to be number one. But my God, it's so, you know, he's just impressive, man. He's such an, he's so impressive. And you know what? He gives a shit. Like he's got, he gives a shit. Guys, somebody less mentally headstrong than that kid might not have come back from that rib injury. Now, we do have a question here from Jason Hughes, who says, Blake, how is Jane Daniels' ribs? He's, he's, he's sore. Is what I was told from his camp. I'll say it like that. Um, he's sore. Is he going to be able to play Saturday? Yes. He's good to go. He's good to go. Because that dude's a dog, man. And you know what? He lays – I know we talk about the big hits and all this kind of stuff. That dude lays it all on the line every single play. Like – you may have any misconceived or preconceived notions of Jaden Daniels, whether he's taking big hits. Guys, he's got bruised ribs. He doesn't know if it's broken, they're broken or not. And then he goes on that 35-yard run to the hizzy, sacrificing limb and all. He goes, you know what? I'm hurting, but you got to catch me. Yeah. I need a Jane Daniels jersey. 
I, I want that puppy signed. I got to borrow one. I want one from Jaden. Lockhart, Louisiana, is in the building. The 337 in here, ripping it a lot tonight. AJ Bama says he's in the 205. I don't know where the 205 is. If it's not a Louisiana area code, you got. Here's a new rule. If you're in an area code and it's not Louisiana, you got to tell me where that area code is. I'm not, I'm not vastly uh, up to date on my area codes, even though I got hoes in different ones of them. Isn't that the, isn't that the, uh, so I got hoes. I'm actually a happily married man. Happily married man. Rick says he's in Paco, Paco, uh, Pagosa, Pagosa Springs, Colorado, visiting the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I love it. I love it. I probably said that. I butchered that. The official college football chatter says Sooner is what they called the people who settled on the land and left early to steal the land. Okay. Andrew Paul's up. Martin says, call this dark, but Corso dying by the Sooner rifle would be a fitting and most college football way to go out. It's true. That's true. That's true. Devin Johnson says, bruised ribs, they are bruised. They were bruised. He also says, I was critical of him after two games, but after that, couldn't say anything. Dude has showed up and showed out that is true. Our good friend C. King from the Talking Tigers Sports Group on Facebook says, Jane got some wheels. I didn't realize he was that fast. Brother can pick him up and put him down, man. He, he just, God bless it. God bless it. He's good. He's good. All right, we got our first super chat of the night. Mr. Mr., I think, or Mrs. I think it's Mr. Linder. Leighton Linder. Two-part question here, Blake. Do you believe we are through the hardest part of our schedule? Yes. Said that a couple weeks ago. I do agree with that. As we're facing good offenses slash good QBs, and what do you think about our guys playing man coverage instead of zone? Thank you so much for this uh, super chat. I said two weeks ago, today, so 14 days ago today, at this exact moment, that the next two weeks, I thought, and really the last three weeks, give or take, because you faced KJ uh, Jefferson, were the toughest stretch of your, of your run because you're on the road. And I do think it can be a little bit easier. Every game's got its challenges. Can Bama continue to fix and do some things offensively? Their defense is really good. You know, look, if you are LSU's defense and you continue to get gashed in the running game, I know you aren't going to like hearing this. Florida can run the football. And if you allow them to, they will be in the game. I don't think they have enough firepower to beat you, but they will be in the game. So, yes, I do agree uh, with Linder that you uh, have just went through your toughest stretch of the season, in my opinion, and we're halfway through. Dane Bergeron sends a $10 Super Chat. He owes me – he's taking me hunting for a massive eight-point with big brown tines. Says everything BT18, Brandon Taylor – uh, who was our guest last Tuesday, and said LSU needed to do offensively. They pretty much did. 
Hey, was spot on with turnovers coming in bunches. JD5 is a warrior. Thank you, my good man, Dane Bergeron, for the $10 super chat. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, and I agree. Everything he said they should try, they are due. They did try and did accomplish in. You got to go get some turnovers. I do agree. All right. Let's talk about our good friends over at Bet Online, our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Before that, you know what time it is, man. Do us a favor, hit the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Wherever you are listening to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about them right now. Let's recap some Missouri, preview some Auburn. Carter Bryant joins us in about 15. We do that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports and even golf bet online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures head on over to bet online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet use our promo code believe 50 that's believe 50 b-l-e-a-v five zero to receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag BetOnline.ag He will sell your house and find you anew Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late Dial 955-0008 just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. We're back. You blew it, Texas. You blew it. On the day of our Lord, June the 28th, 2023 I called out Texas for negatively recruiting while LSU was winning a natty ha ha when you do immoral things immoral things tend to happen back to you speaking of immoral probably should have led the show off with this everyone in the conflict in Israel um, I, I, let me say this. Every side has, has victims because I just got done watching the news before the show. I, my wife was watching it and, you know, we were watching it earlier and we're talking about children, dude. I am 
proud to say that I am from a place where I get to come on here and talk about college football. Children. All right. Let's get rolling. LSU faced Missouri this past weekend. You know it. I know it. It was chaotic. It was good to be a little chaotic that it was at 11. At night when you're drinking, it's chaotic. It's bonkers. Glad LSU was able to come away with the victory. Now, it, we went in a, to a massive deep dive on the postgame show. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it at the end of the show here tonight. There are some really good things LSU did offensively. You know it and I know it. When you score 42 points, you did really good. But one thing that we talked about all last week, we talked about it with Carter. I asked every single guest last week, do you think LSU would try to slow it down and run the ball more? And that was exactly what LSU did philosophy-wise. We said it on Monday. We said it on Tuesday. We, excuse me, I belched. We did it on Wednesday. We did it on Thursday. And Saturday, it got confirmed in reference to what LSU's going to do. I don't think they're doing it this week. I think that LSU has some guys that will be on campus where I think it might be a little bit of the opposite because of Auburn struggling the way that they are offensively and the way things that they've done defensively, go out there guns a-blazing. Because I the, the, the one thing's for sure, Auburn is not going to score more points than you and can't get in a shootout. Now, maybe I should not say that. So I was thinking about all day today, what was the first thing that I would talk about? And I said, man, Auburn is just struggles so much with throwing the ball down the field. Simple things. But then I go back to the first half against Missouri when I'm watching the film. I have no idea what you were doing. You And this is not a shot at Andre Sam. Andre Sam has no business covering this guy. To start off the game, you went man-to-man coverage Andre Sam versus Luther Burden, what are we doing? Schrader, the running back, had, I think, at the end of the first half, 11 yards per carry. In the first quarter, you got absolutely taken to town. You were getting whipped all across the field, but then something happened. At least I know that you guys on YouTube saw this because it was the cover photo. Hill Perkins... Finally, finally, the Rock, oh wait, no, we're talking LSU, makes a massive play, and defensively, you started getting rolling against a really good offense. After the first quarter, you allowed 17 points. Did LSU defensively find something? Now, I am not going to take the second half and the 42-17 run that LSU would wind up going on because I want to see more. Now, the next two weeks, I do think, I'm not saying you can work on things. It's not like Auburn's not a Power 5 opponent. It's not like Army doesn't want to come here and run the ball down your throat. 
but I don't think Auburn is the team that can come in here and do it. About Mizzou, we talked about it in the postgame. Brian Kelly ran through this today. He does this thing where he breaks down the film or whatever on the Harold Perkins play. We talked about this all on the postgame. They went to a cover two, more of a Tampa two that they're playing off, and it worked for them. It worked for Brady Cook didn't in the second half when they changed things up schematically, didn't always know where the pressure's from. He thinks Harold Perkins is coming. He drops out in the coverage and trail, and he gets the pick. It changed you defensively. And at the end of the game, to seal the deal, to close it out, here comes Major Burns with the pick six. Now, I know, and Brian Kelly is right, and Brian Kelly is not really upset. So, People are saying, why is Brian Kelly mad at Major Burns for scoring? Well, what he really is, he's not mad about the score and probably would have let that pass. And if Major takes a knee there on the pick, it's ball game. But it's what Brian Kelly said after. He's like, God, I love the kid so much. He just makes some boneheaded mistakes, and we know that he's got the talent. At the end, he says, I'm glad that it was him that scored. The truth. When you break down the film and recap of Missouri, what did they do? Jane Daniels is the story. Now, we can pick all this little semantics things out. We'll get to Jane in just a second. But it's crazy to me that the game plan defensively changed after you gave up 22 points. Because someone got in Matt House's ear and said, fix it and fix it now. Run something else. Do something. They had success. You know why? Because you weren't predictable. Guys, I talk to coaches all the time around this league. I talked to one in Arkansas, literally, I think, what was today, Monday? I literally talked to him on Friday, and we texted a little bit today. And we're talking about the the small things. He goes, man, LSU was predictable offensively. I mean, defensively. So predictable. Completely predictable. They didn't change up anything. We knew exactly what Madhouse was going to run. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, good for them that they changed it up. They should have already done that. The cover two is working for them. And if it's going to work for them, by God, continue to run it. Because I promise you this, Auburn just had a bye week. And we'll see and we'll talk throughout the week about how they will move forward and what I think about the game. But as of right now, the storyline and the only storyline, like the only one, is Jaden Daniels. Guys, I can't emphasize enough this guy took so much criticism a year ago. And I was on a, you know, I, I t was talking to somebody today about this. Everybody keeps asking me now, Blake, what was the big leap? Well, Jane Daniels not having to run the ball and take the punishment last year is why he's doing the things he's doing now. It was a game plan. Brian Kelly confirmed, guys, we were playing keep away a lot of times last year. But Jane Daniels is and continues to be the story. Four weeks in a row, he is the either the co or outright offensive player of the week. 
He is the best quarterback in the SEC. You're the best offense in the SEC. And I'm going to tell you, there's going to come a game. I don't know when it is. There's going to come a game where the offense maybe gets you 34 points, but it's a really sloppy 34 because of this, that, and the other happening. And the defense is going to have to stand up. It's going to happen. But right now, Jane Daniels, in my personal opinion, is the best quarterback in the country. There is nobody, and I mean nobody, that I would go to war with more than Jane Daniels. Nobody. Because you know what? And this goes unnoticed. He gets knocked out of the game for the rest of a series, and and Nuss has to come in. You don't wind up scoring. You miss the field goal. He comes back in, bruised ribs and all, and literally, guys, lays it all on the line for a win. Like, that is guts. That is massive guts. And the play that he got hurt on, probably, and I'll give her credit, I don't talk about my mom enough on this show. Even my mom was like, Blake, that should have been a penalty. She you know, she's telling me right there, Blake, him getting hit in the end zone, that's a penalty. And I, and I push back a little bit like, eh, you know. But she, I go back and watch it today, and she was right. She was 1,000% right. But Jane comes out, has a massive run. It's third and 10. If you don't get this first third down, you're in massive trouble, man. Like, you're in massive trouble. He gets a run for 14 yards. Brian Kelly confirmed today that when he ran the ball for 35 yards into the end zone, that Jaden has full autonomy. Full autonomy. And of course he does. Why else would we think it? Brian Kelly has full faith in his quarterback. The guy that he gave the game ball to and said, this is one bad AMF-er. He goes to the line. He checks into a better play. He calls his own number. 35 yards, and the score that, quite honestly, let's call it what it is, won the game. Because after that, yeah, you gave up the touchdown. But you had two other stops beyond that. He gave the defense, in my opinion, probably the confidence to finish the game. He's the best player in the country right now. I know that we want to talk about Heisman. We got a long way to go. But do I think he should be in the top three? You're damn right I do. You're damn right I do. There's going to come a a game where, like Auburn in in 2019, where your offense, man, they didn't have a good day. And your defense is going to have to bail you out. Can they? Did they find something? Because I know we feel good about the win. But don't let this fool you. Winning covers a multitude of sins. Losing magnifies them. And Missouri still ran the ball all over you. And Auburn wants to come in here and do the exact same. Problem is, I don't think that they have a quarterback that can throw a forward pass worth a damn. It's like, our next guest, Carter Bryant, going out. I do believe that Carter Bryant is more accurate than Peyton Thorne. I I do. I I don't think that there's a more... 
I don't think there's a podcaster or radio guy on this beat that would be more uh, accurate than Carter when it's coming into a comparison of Peyton Thorne. But you know what we can get, we are able to do? We're able to talk about it with him next. Let's talk about our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. Our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. The man, the myth, the legend. Everybody says it. I don't know why I do it. I think it's cringe, and I still do it every time that I'm on the show. We talk to Carl Bryant next. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Foss and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer, all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Do you believe that you're more accurate than Peyton Thorne? Uh, I I actually am fearing Auburn coming off this bye week, Blake, and I am too. Look, They're gonna I, run I, the football. They're gonna run the football right. right at you. Yeah. So for me, Blake. Peyton Thorne was a really, really good quarterback at Michigan State. Was he? This is what is very You know what he did? He threw Keon Coleman right. Keon Coleman left. That was his offense. And even more so, Jaden Reed, <laughs> who's a rookie quarterback for the Packers. A rookie quarterback, rookie wide receiver. Wide receiver, yeah, number 11. Yeah. Yeah, so what's interesting mm -hmm. is they were high school teammates since the seventh grade. They've never played competitive football without one another. And oh. uh, so overall, Auburn's pass catcher is not the strongest group, but you're right. Running the football is where they're really good. Their zone read game has been very good with Peyton Thorne this year. But what is really interesting about them, Blake, is their defense, especially in the secondary, uh, is really good. Uh, Jalen Simpson – to me, Blake has been the best safety in 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 the SEC this year. And Donovan uh, Kaufman's not a slouch either. Yeah, and as you know, uh, Louisiana guy. So, right. um, it, it's it's going to be tough. It's it's going to be really really tough. But uh, super excited because we got to enjoy these Auburn matchups, man. They're going to be. They, they're yeah, not we won't have them anymore. next year.
Right. They're not going to be annual uh, anymore. Now, what's really interesting, and we'll talk about the Missouri game here in a second, but what is very weird about Auburn since 2016, LSU has vastly underperformed their season averages on offense (laughs) every single year since 2016. And that includes last year and 2019 LSU, where LSU had two of their worst offensive games of the season. They Well, technically, LSU in 2019 had their worst offensive game of the season versus Auburn. And then in 2022, LSU had their worst offensive game of the season, in my mind, versus Auburn. Um, and they honestly uh, need to be ready for it because this game is always tough. And they're coming off a bye. Yeah, and Blake, I think that's actually the one of the biggest reasons why. Because normally, you got to think of it in, in terms of rest, right? The Auburn game is played before the Alabama game, okay? What is always before the Alabama game? A bye week. Mm-hmm. Auburn historically has had an earlier bye week. So they're just fresher going into that game. And where it's really showed up, Blake, if you look at this LSU-Auburn matchup over the years – is in the trenches. It's really difficult. Uh, it's every year. I, I don't know how Auburn every year has good defensive linemen, but they do. And, and they got yeah, it again this year. Yeah. I mean, so, brother, they gave they gave Georgia and Texas a everything that they wanted. If they had even the slightest offensive pulse, I, think they, I don't think that they're as far away as Hugh Freeze makes it sound to be. Right. Yeah. They're not. They are not that yeah. far away, buddy. I, I'm totally with you, and I, I, I understand. They're going to be uh, a problem, Carter. Yeah, they're going to be a problem. I think, I think it's going to be a tough game. I really do. Uh, to yeah. your point, uh, this line opened uh, opened up at 13. It's all the way down to 11 now. So, I, it, it's going to be hard for me to see this game not being competitive. Even though, as you pointed out, Peyton Thorne's not been accurate. And Auburn, in a Power 5 game this year, Blake, has not thrown for over 100 yards at all uh, in a single Power 5 game. And that actually dates back to last year. The last five Power 5 games this team has played, uh, they have struggled. They have really struggled throwing the football. Yeah, they don't have a 100-yard passer, which watch them do it against LSU. If there were a defense to do it (laughs) against, it, it would be this one. Now, all right. Let's go into Missouri because I'm going to – I think it's good for context to talk about this team offensively and defensively. Let's start offensively. I'm going to get your thoughts on Jaden Daniels. But, Carter, you and I had a discussion on Monday about what can be done to help this defense. And I said I think that they need to take air out of the football. And quite honestly – I mean, they ran the ball at an, a much higher rate than they had been, and they ran the ball more effectively than they had all year long. I don't think that they can. I don't think they're going to be able to do that this week. I think Jane's going to have to go off again because I don't think you can bleed the clock on this one. Because if you do, you're going to have a couple three and outs in there. That it, I, look, if Georgia can't push them around, I'm not saying you can't, but. Look, you're talking about a, a front seven in Auburn. Look, goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I I just think that that was a, a strategy for this week to help your defense. 
What says you? I know you didn't agree with that, but are you pleased that they tried to do that even though it wasn't working? Yeah, so I, I felt obviously LSU ran the football very good. A lot of it was Logan. Uh, like to, uh, you know, I know you'd love offensive line play more than anyone else. I think to me, the biggest thing from LSU has been the play of their guards. I know Emory Jones got an offensive lineman of the week, and obviously, uh, Will Campbell's still playing at a high level. Uh, but yeah. we expected those guys to, to be great. The biggest difference has been the guards for LSU. I mean, Miles Frazier has played lights out. Uh, you see little things in his game where he's improved since the, the Florida State atrocity where he was bad. And since then, he has been fan-freaking-tastic. I've been very impressed. Um, and Garrett Dellinger has been really good for LSU lately. And to your point on Twitter, uh, they needed to be because DJ Chester was a true freshman uh, in a very tough environment. Uh, he did a really good job just getting the stats home and and just getting us through uh, this game. So if for some reason Charles Turner can't play, especially as you mentioned, Auburn, they're, they're really good. Um, honestly, on all three levels of the defense, they're, they're really solid. Um, if LSU's got to play DJ Chester this, this weekend, hopefully that is not the case. I hope Charles Turner's back. But if that's not the case, you're, you're going to need those guards to continue playing at a high level uh, like they have been. But, you know, you, you mentioned Jaden Daniels. There's really There really is nothing else that you could say at this point. He, he's so incredible. I mean, you witnessed one of the best months not only of any quarterback at LSU, of any offensive player. This he had he had one kind of sort of rough half, and that was that first half versus Arkansas. Everything else, he's been lights out. He's been absolutely freaking lights out at the most difficult position with bad penalties, drops, um, some shaky situations, absolutely ridiculous runs. Um, he's playing at an all-time great level right now, and you got to tip your hat. Uh, that goes to Jaden lovers, Jaden haters. I don't think anyone ever expected this four-game run being as transcendent as it has been. Now, the only thing Blake that I'll bring up here is how that game ended. LSU has it, that was not a good decision to go thirteen personnel at the end of the game, and to me, Blake. The biggest things in life are not necessarily avoiding bad plays, but avoiding disastrous ones. And the two biggest plays to me of the game that aren't being talked about was Garrett Nussmeyer avoiding that sack after the bad snap. That was such a good play. And Jaden Daniels recovering that fumble at the end. Those two plays obviously change it for Missouri, and avoiding disastrous plays versus Auburn is going to be key as well. All right, Carter, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, having, yeah, yeah. All right, we're having some internet issues, but just in case uh, you no, know. it's all good. Okay. Um Heisman dis, Heisman discussion. He he's gotta be in it, right? Like we're not being biased on this, are we? No, no, he, he should be the front runner. He should be the guy. Uh I understand Caleb Williams is is right there. It's it's one of those two guys at this point. I can hear an argument for a few others, but if you're not picking one of those two guys, um, sure, th there's there's plenty others that deserve consideration, most notably Michael Penix, Bo Nix to a certain degree. And obviously there's still a lot of football to be played, but Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels are on a different planet right now, if you ask me. He's just so good, Carter. 
He's just so yeah. good. And quite honestly, I, I, I don't know if you're not two and three without him. Yeah, you're in a lot of trouble if you don't. You're in a lot of trouble. And, and look, right. you know what's crazy yeah. is when Garrett came in, I, I was I felt like the fan base was like, shit, we're in trouble. We might be in trouble. Now, let me ask yeah. you this. It's not just with his arm that he's doing it, Carter. He can, he can beat you anywhere. I, I mean, what he's doing with his legs, my God. Like, my God, dude. Like, those both of those runs – I think that more than the touchdown run, because of how critical it was, the touchdown run is just Heisman worthy. The run that he had for 14 yards on that third and 11 saved your saved your game and saved your season. No, it, it, it did. And, yeah. and so, you know, I, I look at Jaden and think to myself, like, God dang, man, if he just – I hope we run the table to some degree so that he's in New York. I'm not saying for him to win it because there's a long season to go, but we'll see. Thoughts on the yeah. defense? Yeah. Uh, one one final thing on Jaden okay. is yeah yeah the runs are the runs are great and you're right they are it's Lamar level if if you're not putting him in on Lamar's level when it comes to running not as an overall player now I don't know if anyone's on that level um, outside of Burrow and a few others but. Right now he's playing on that level, so it's it, it's crazy. The, the the one thing I love about Jaden is the anticipation, right? Yeah. What, what I, so much what better. I, it's so much better. The mechanics are so much cleaner. I'm not a mechanics expert by any stretch of the imagination, <laughs> but uh, j the anticipation's crazy right now, Blake. He is delivering the BTJ throw was to me the 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 sign of growth. It's not that he put the ball on the money, Blake. It's when he decided to throw the football. He and Look, ESPN actually gave you a side-by-side. -side. You can go to my film study. You can see it for yourself. When Jaden released that ball, or decided to release that ball, BTJ was still kind of in, like, the stem before the separation. Yeah, he was in his break. He was in right. his break. Right. So it's it's crazy, the anticipation that he's throwing with right now. Um, but, yes, defensively, Blake, you're watching the worst LSU defense of all time. Uh, this is worse than the 2020 unit because – you kind of sort of have to keep in mind that we weren't trying different schemes with the 2020 unit. They were true sitting ducks. LSU is trying different schemes, right? And it's still not working. Um, I understand that the Brian Kelly and, you know, Blake, I'm, I'm with Brian Kelly on nearly 90% of the things that he says, mm -hmm. and he and I uh, see the game very similar. Um, but, he, he's protecting his defense in, in the press conference. Now, I do agree with him that the defense played a lot better. And I do think when Harold Perkins' career is over, we'll look back at this Missouri game as a very underrated Perk game. Oh, I thought it was one of his top three games of all time. I know yes. Ole Miss and Arkansas, it's top three best games that he's played. Yeah, it, it's actually number two for me behind Arkansas. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, why yeah. is it for it, you? It yeah, well, it wasn't just the interception. Um, I thought his was, run fits were better. I thought he played fundamental fast football. Right. And mm -hmm. so th there, we'll go through a few plays. The Luther Burden tackle in the open field on a reverse was huge. Massive. Then the third and four zero blitz that they called, Perk affected that throw. If he didn't affect that throw, I think Brady Cook – would have been able to throw a better ball to Burden, who was one-on-one -on -one versus Major Burns, and we know how that probably is going to end up if it's a if it's a good throw. Right. Then on after 
sprinting down Brady Cook on the next field goal. I, I and I've gotten pushback on this. You think I, he blocked it? He no, I don't think he blocked it. I do think he affected it. Okay. Oh no, question. I I, I Pruder filmed this for about thirty <laughs> minutes. Okay, I'm telling you, uh, and. It, I think he affected it because if you look at all the field goals, so Mevis is one of the best kickers in the country, and he's kicking at home, okay? None of the kicks that he had were clean. None of them. And I do think Harold Perkins affected all three of them because on all three of them, the only constant was Perk getting a great jump and getting in his periphery, okay? And in order to do that, you've got to lay out. So – you got Perk sprinting all these different directions, and then on special teams putting his body on the line for the team. Those little things, you know, sometimes go unnoticed. And now he's in a groove now. And and I think we're going to start seeing more of him being Harold Perkins of old, but it's going to look a little bit different. Two, two things. Number one, here's what drives me insane. Why in the outright F are you – was your initial game plan to put a safety on Luther Burden that far off the ball? If you're going to play yeah, that far off the ball on him, I'm like, okay, I understand it. He could kill you. But you put Andre Sam on him to open the game, and it almost lost you the game. Now, Carter, they ran – I don't care what any – I know I got pushback on this from the staff today. We didn't really run a cover two. Yes, you did. Harold Perkins' pick is cover two. Watch Cy Alexander. I know 1,000% it's cover two. I asked the player, what was it? Cover two. Well, why? Okay. Bottom line is, Carter, after that first quarter, they gave up 17 points and looked pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, did they? I, I, did the Perkins I, interception really just change some things? It did, but I will also say this, Blake, and I know this is going to sound very weird, but I saved it for your show. Your best defense is sometimes Turnovers, just confidence. And an elite quarterback. Brady Cook shrunk after that first quarter. Yeah, he, he, wasn't stepping up, he wasn't stepping up in the pocket. He was staring down his receivers. He got too Luther Burden heavy. Both of his interceptions were him staring down Luther Burden and throwing right at you. And sometimes, you know, when a quarterback like him, who's good but not great, is in a quarterback duel, you feel the pressure, and he crumbled. Um, and there were open receivers that he that he was missing. So even though Brady Cook's stats look great, the difference in quarterback play was astonishing because Missouri's defense, Blake, is actually good. Okay, LSU's They were the defense, number one rush defense in the SEC going into that game. And not only that, their secondary is really talented. Right. And Brady Cook was supposed to tear up LSU's defense. Jaden Daniels just outperformed him. So sometimes when you have such elite quarterback play, it does put pressure on the other quarterbacks. And you did see Brady Cook um, get ruffled back there trying to make too many things happen. And you saw him staring down Burton when there was other options. Now, he did have some drops go against him, but – to the LSU defensive side of things, Blake, the run fitting isn't good. No, it's uh, not. Yeah, uh, you, you were right last year. You predicted Zion Alexander would be the best corner. He, he is, but it's kind of by default at this point. All the other cornerbacks, Blake, are 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 not good. That they're, they're 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 really 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 not good. Um, 
it says something that they rolled with Sage Ryan at corner, who wasn't good versus Missouri. Over Denver Harris. Yes, and the the staff didn't give hmm. all the other corners a chance. So I don't think that they feel that comfortable that that Denver is going to do his job. You know why? Because Brian Kelly came out today in his press conference and said, you know what Sage Ryan is? Reliable. Carter, he used the R word, reliable. He's take, he You know what? He wasn't saying anything because, look, he, he lying his ass off about Sage Ryan. He, that, that's a bold-faced lie. You know what yeah. he's doing? He's talking to Denver. Exactly. And that is very concerning. Mm-hmm. It is really concerning. And, Blake, I'm to the point now where – you really got to start just thinking about whatever you could potentially do. I'm open to more Ashton stamps at this point. I just am. Um, I, I'm open to Jeremiah Hughes. You know, I, I, and and you know, with, you, you know Jeremiah's family. I know him as well. I understand that. I, I've been. I've acknowledged that. But I'm not just saying that because I know his people. It's just the point. You, you give him a chance. He went up against Zachariah well, Branch. I, and I mean, here's another thing. And, even if it's even if it's not Jeremiah who you know, what's up with Toviano? It's weird. It's so weird. You know to what me. you get what I'm saying? Like, what's up with Tov? Yeah. Give him a chance at this point. But then again, you know, it's it's tough. I don't I don't know if there is any fixing. And one thing I one thing I'm going to do right now, Blake, is I am going to defend Andre Sam just a bit here. He had a rough game again, but. To your point a minute ago, putting Andre Sam on Luther Burden. What corner do we want to shadow him at this point? I mean, I I don't know if there's anybody on our team that can cover anybody right now. And I think Andre Sam is worn down because he's had to cover so much ground. Uh, You know, covering for this missed tackle, that missed tackle, this missed tackle, that missed tackle. So I think some of the other deficiencies – uh, in the secondary are putting a lot of pressure on a guy that was playing really well. So hopefully some things change on the back end, Blake. Swinson's helping out, getting some good rush. Good to see Mason Smith make a few plays here or there, but it, it, they're going to need to get better at shedding blocks, all those things for, for this defense well, to and work. You, and you know what else? Why Missouri got away from running the football is abysmal. Eli Drinkwich, yeah. if, if, we if we were Missouri – We'd say, why didn't you run the football more? They did put in Deshaun Womack more on those rush downs on the Mason Smith sack. If Mason wouldn't have been there, Deshaun Womack would have been, okay? That's one. But, Carter, how do you explain the 17 points in in the last three quarters? Once again, some of it was back QB play, but But, honestly. But it it really, they were making stops, though. Yes. Honestly, a lot of it is Harold Perkins. I, I really do mean it. Like, if you rewatch the game closely, you can start seeing him feel more confident. Uh, he's not playing on his heels. He's he's being himself out there. It looks like he's having fun. He's flying around. He's that big of a needle mover, honestly. Uh, and look, I, I, I've been very, uh, as, as has everyone, but, you know, I, I've been very praised worthy of Harold Perkins and how much he changes things. It's no coincidence that the defense had their best, you know, half of football in quite a while when he got going, when he got comfortable. The Arkansas game was rough for him um, outside of the final sack at the end of the second quarter. 
and the Ole Miss game was a little bit better, and now he is starting to really turn the corner. And I also think, you know, Whit Weeks uh, is, is doing some great things as well. So hopefully those things continue, Blake. And I, I say that because Jarquez Hunter is a great running back uh, for, for yeah, Auburn. Yeah, Whit Weeks is going to get tested this week. Yeah, Hunter's a tough matchup. He he runs angry. He runs hard. And he's fast. Uh, and I that does not bode well for weeks. Yeah, and, and Schrader, the running back from Missouri, tore us up. He's he's speed is not his game. He he is more my guy Schrader, was he hitting the hole fast though. Yeah. Schrader's a Steven Ridley type of back. Mm-hmm. And uh Jarquest Hunter is a little bit more, you know, Darius Guy's home run hitter uh capable. Uh there were a few runs that Trader had that Jarquest Hunter houses. So you, you got to be ready to make these touchdown saving tackles and and make them convert in the red zone. You know what I think going back to your Andre Salmon if you can't hear me just let me know. If no, I'm no, no, you're about. fine. Okay. Yeah. You know what? You know what I felt like they they thought against Andre for Andre Sam on Luther Burden. At but, least he'll tackle him. Exactly. Exactly. You know, Blake. because he trailed him, Burton caught it, and Sam was there to make the play and tackle. He ain't going to cover him, which you have no business whatsoever doing that. They put him – he was a lamb to the slaughter. You remember the movie Jurassic Park when they put the lamb in the cage with the T-Rex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was that was Andre Sam <laughs> versus <laughs> Luther Burton. I mean, it's just the truth. Carter, where, I, do, we, where I, do we go from here? You know, because – Here's the truth. There have been two quarterbacks in my lifetime that have been this good, Jane Daniels and Joe Burrow. They don't fall yep. off on trees. No, I'm with you, man. You, you, I will say, you know, the general LSU fan base, Blake, has made one point over and over, but it's just true. You can't, you can't waste these quarterback seasons when they're this great. Uh you know, the, even the if you mistake. lost to Florida State, even if you were a top fifty defense, Carter, you're four and one. Yeah, I mean, five. Uh, yeah, five uh, and one. Yeah, yeah, five. Yes, five. The the Ole Miss game is one with a few DB tackles. That that's all it took. That, that that's all it took. The tackling really was that bad, and it cost them that dearly. I understand Madhouse isn't the absolute best. Uh, Blake, as you know, when Matt House was rumored to be the LSU guy, it did a video. Was it the most glowing review? I always try to be as honest as I possibly can, and I was very skeptical. Yeah, you didn't like House. him. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't on fire uh, about mm-hmm. it. And some of the things that that concerned me have, have shown up, uh, obviously this season. But I, I am going to defend him tonight, Blake. There's only so much you can do, and this kind of ties in what Brandon Taylor said on your show last week. You, you've got to just make tackles. You, the, the, that is the bare minimum. That is the first thing. Bro, as he, he spoke as, from the heart, too. Right. And um, I spoke to a former LSU DB as, as, as well about this. You, you just you just got to make plays. Yes, there are some coverage busts, and, and there were some bad ones versus Ole Miss, but you, you've, you've got to make plays. You've just got to tackle the guy in front of you. And the big thing, Blake, is tackling is hard. It's hard. But I'm going to make the same point I made last week that I'm going to do right now. If you can't bring him down, slow him down. 
if they run you over, so effing what? You slowed them down. That's part of the problem is it's not that LSU misses tackles. is they cleanly miss tackle. It, it, it would have been better if there was just air in, in front of them. Slow them down and gang tackle, and, and that helps. When this secondary makes that sword celebration, I want to throw my remote at the TV. The seatbelt? The seatbelt. I hate that shit. Like, like, bro, you just gave up a 34-yard run and you had a batted pass. Stop. It pisses me off. It really does piss me off. And you know what's sad? I think the best DB, arguably, is Ryan Yates. At this point, I'm fine with it. Carter, he's always in coverage. He's always making a tackle, and he's assignment right. He's always assignment correct. Yeah. And BK talked about it today. Hey, he's got to be a little bit more aggressive, but I know he's going to be where he's supposed to be. And that that is sad. That is sad that you have to ask him to come in here. That's sad. Is Ryan Yates going to be a good player? Probably. But he has, in a team like LSU – he has no business having to have that responsibility. His playing time and start should be off of merit, not out of necessity, right? Like, okay, yeah. well, he's a good player. We're going to give him some snaps. Okay, sounds good. But the defenses of old, Matthew, Reed, Adams, White, Taylor, Claiborne, they would never allow this. Fulton. I'm, I'm going to keep Stingley out of it because he gave up, but, I mean. No, you're right. I mean, look, like, part of it for me just thinks that it's the football gods doing this to all of us. No, because, I, I hate to admit. I'm not admit. This is the opposite Les Miles. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, I truly do believe there is some kind of football god out there that says, look, we gave you all those guys you just mentioned all around the same time. And, you know, when, when Tyron and those guys left, guess what? Here comes Jamal Adams. Uh, when Jamal Adams and them left, oh, here comes Derek Stingley. It was just one after another after another elite guy. And now the football god said, look, we're just going to make all the DBs you bring in terrible. We're, we're, we're not going to make them terrible. We're going to – when they don't work out, they're going to transfer to non-Power 5 schools. Uh, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's very bizarre to see how bad they are. Now th- – I understand the chat is killing me for defending house. That's perfectly fine. Okay, <laughs> that's perfectly fine. In a perfect world, I would just trash him and say and say, "Hey, I I told you to to be to be weary because at the time when I released that video was you don't know anything, whatever." And look, I get some things right, I get some things wrongs or, or or whatever. Okay, I'm going to give you a hotter take. Why not look into some of these receivers as DBs? Why not? Get, get try something like who okay. like Prian? yes okay look all right one of one of my great friends is ron brooks okay so ron is an awesome guy he's the most chill guy in the world when he got to lsu he was a receiver mm-hmm. okay it was a, he was a freaking wide receiver and obviously you know he was the number six guy in the 2011 defense and he had the most pick sixes on that defense so 
it's he, he was incredible in playing the NFL five years. There's so many guys. Chris Abrams Drain was the best DB on Missouri. He was committed to LSU as a receiver. Got to Missouri, switched to DB. He was fantastic uh, at times versus us. Look into somebody and look the, the the gap from what elite corners in the NFL make versus what elite wide receivers make isn't really a whole lot. Okay, so I you've got to try something, and I wouldn't say I would not say this, Blake. If the corner play wasn't code red alert bad, um, but there might be somebody. The the guy that I think would be a great DB is is, is Kyron Lacy, but I don't want to take him out of being a receiver because he had his best game this past weekend. Yeah, he blocked Missouri. his ass off. Yeah, he he played so freaking hard, and I've been pause. I, I, okay, that that's that's a stretch pause. That is a stretch pause, but. Uh, my friend Pierce, he, he might be in here, made, made the perfect you know reference. Kyron Lacey's not so physical. Uh, I mean, he is so physical, but the perfect sign that Kyron Lacey could be a DB is that he can't catch. So, <laughs> is that not right? Is that not right? I, I, he had a I crucial think, catch across the sidelines on Saturday. Yes, exactly. And he was the only receiver this past weekend who didn't have a drop. So. I, and obviously, I'm joking. I think Kyron Lacey is a great wide receiver. He's done a lot of his blocking. This game was Heinz Ward level good, but I, I think he, I think he would be an elite press man, physical corner. Either way, I, I, I am open to trying anything at at this point when it comes to to, to corner. Last one. Oh, we got to roll. John Sidley yeah. Butler with a ten dollars super chat says, "Blake, what will be a what would the effect of Tigers returning to Tiger Stadium?" I think massive. I think it gives them some boost yeah. defensively. And he says, Carter, is there a home game effect number in your database? Is home advantage worth seven or, or ten points? It's usually worth three. Thank you, John, for the right. super chat. Yeah, shout out Sibley. Well, and, um, and Seattle, I mean, basically it's Seattle. Oregon and Washington's a pick em. And Washington is plus is minus three because they're at home. Here's why I think going back home is going to be so big. Is that now? That's what she said. L- I knew you're going to do it. I knew you're going to do it. Okay, so going into the Arkansas game, Blake, Jaden Daniels wasn't the Jaden Daniels that he is now, right? And you got to keep in mind that the first half was rough. Okay, now that LSU fans see how truly special Jaden Daniels is, the home crowd reaction to elite quarterback play at LSU is going to be spectacular when they announced Jaden Daniels as a starting quarterback the going to erupt. Going to that. it's going to erupt because we are starting to see something truly special so Jaden put his body on the line I know you saw that viral video of all the hits he's taken I don't care what anyone says if you play sports you know that he's playing through a lot of pain there's some other guys playing through a lot of pain right now we'll get into all that tonight but um but he's pushing through for this team now he needs to do a better job not taking these hits, but we all know that. He knows that. But gosh darn it, it is going to be so loud when they announce his name, and that's one thing I'm really excited to see. Carter Bryant, always fantastic. Let's go, baby. Auburn week. Let's get weird. Huh? Huh? See you, buddy. Thank you. See you, Cheers. All right, that's Carter the Power Bryant. So listen, we do this every week. I ran long. Here's just a quick recap. Um, go to the Rafino and Joe show. If you hadn't seen it, 
You need to see it. We did a lot of recap. Go subscribe over there. We'll talk about Saints sometime at some point. Um, but, yeah, we will see you all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Go over to Tigers Avenue and watch Zach say this. You know, well, Mr. Blake was saying. All right, just joking. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Go over to Tigers Avenue right now. They are starting right after our show. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.